0: Gentlemen, Boker good morning. Yesterday we spoke about the subject of Berachot. We're working our way to the whole understanding of the subject of Berachot. We saw yesterday that Hashem blessed the seventh day. And we saw the Ora Haim HaKadosh explaining, if we had to put it basically in a... Quick summary, the blessings of the seventh day basically took the natural world that Hashem created and took Shabbat with the Berakha above the natural world. We gave three examples that, that Ora Hayim gave. One is that even though in general you have to work to get the Shefa, you have to make Ishtadlut effort. Shabbat was blessed that even without Ishtadlut, you'll get the shefa. Number two, that the pleasures of this world have a certain level of enjoyment. Hashem blessed the Shabbat that it goes above nature. The third one was that even though generally speaking, every day has its own shefa, has its own pipe of shefa. But Shabbat was given a pipeline that gives Shepha for the whole week above nature. So we see a common denominator that a Beracha basically takes nature and goes above. I don't know that all Berachot are like that. But for sure, that's what we see in the Vayibarech at Yom HaShiv'i. When Hashem blessed the seventh day, that's what He did. Now we find other examples of Hashem blessing. So look at number one. we find over there that Hashem blessed the fish and he blessed the birds. It says, Otam Elohim. He blessed them. Lemor, Peru Urbu. He blessed them that they should be fruitful. They should multiply. Umil'u etamayim. And fill up the water. Ve'aof yirev ba'aretz. And the birds should be plenty in the earth. Special beracha Hashem gave. The birds and the fish. Says Rashi Allah shalom. Why the birds and the fish? What do they hear berakhah for? she says in other words these birds and this fish they in the natural world they will be less of them they will diminish mean people hunt them they hunt them they go fishing and they eat them so they needed a special berakha. you see again a very similar concept i don't have all the depth of this but simply simply uh, that's not what he's saying here saying that not saying that here what he's saying is that according to the way the world operates they should go down and down and down and down because people they go fishing, they go hunting, they eat them. Bottom line. Let's review, let's review. Says Rashi I love her, Shalom that according to the nature of the world, because these animals are constantly being hunted and eaten, so they should diminish, I guess, in the natural world. There's a certain amount of children That you're supposed to have. But these animals needed a beracha to go above nature. Because since in the natural world they would constantly diminish, they're going to be wiped out. So therefore Hashem gave them a special beracha that they will be able to multiply at a higher rate. This way they will be able to stick around. So again, you see the same, it's a similar concept to yesterday. That Hashem, the Berakha, is giving something above nature. We find it again, number two. Hashem blessed Adam, He blessed humans. Right, we know about that. Hashem created man in his image. Look at the next, and he he created male and female. Next pasuk says, "Vaybarach otam Elohim." Hashem blessed them. lahem Elohim Again, the same idea: be fruitful, multiply. There's a special beracha for humans. Why do humans need it? Look at look at the Levush. Levush says, "What's the reason that people needed this beracha?" Okay, by the by the fish and the birds, you explain but what, why why humans need a special beracha also to multiply. The Levush asks again, by by the birds, by the fish, we understand why they needed more than the normal production. Why by humans? Huh? Says the Levush, and people don't don't hunt humans. So what's the problem there? come akom. Unbelievable. Humans, they destroy each other. Right? Which means the nature of a human is destructive. And you have people killing each other left and right. The amount of people that get killed in wars and all different situations like that is going to diminish... Humanity. So Hashem gave humans an extra berakha above the norm. Again, I don't know what the norm was, but it seems that the norm of production per human was somewhat low. But because they wipe each other out, they needed a special berakha that they should produce more to make up for all the losses that they will have. Isaac is asking... Why did Hashem make nature limited? And then he asked to bless in order to go above nature. Make the nature go higher from the get-go. Good, it's a good question. So I'm, I'm, maybe I'm giving you a possible answer. I don't know. But maybe that Hashem wanted to teach us the power of berakha. The power of blessing, which we'll see soon, is relevant to each other as well. Hashem created something called a berakha. A berakha puts something above nature. So Maybe that's why he did it this way. In order to teach us and that there is something called a berakha that we can benefit from in life. Both as recipients and as the ones who give berakha, which we'll soon see. Another example of a berakha. Look at number four. It's talking about the mitzvah of Shemitah. As you know, that during the seventh year, every seventh year in Eretz Israel, we're not allowed to work the field. No plowing, no planting. You can't work the field on Shemitah, one year sabbatical. The farmer is off. The obvious problem is if you're going to be off Where are you going to eat from? Where are you getting wheat from? Where are you getting barley from? So this is the question that the Torah asks on our behalf. If you look it says and if you're going to say what kind of mitzvah is this? This is like a suicidal mitzvah. You're telling an entire country of people that they don't have the ability to grow food for one year. What, where, where is that going? So the obvious question that everybody will ask. <inaudible> what are we supposed to eat? <inaudible> we, we're not allowed to plant. <inaudible> we're not going to be able to gather a crop. So how are we eating that year? Good question. Look what Hashem answers. Hashem says, I will command my blessing. I will give a blessing on the sixth year. And the sixth year is going to make. It's going to last for three years. For the sixth year, it's going to feed you the sixth year. The seventh year and the eighth year until you're able to get from the produce of the eighth year. So three years you're going to be able to eat from the sixth year. Again, what do you see? Same story. Nature is, you plant one year, you eat that year. Hashem says, but I'm going to send the biracha. The biracha of the shemitah is that you're going to see something above nature and I'm going to have one year produced for three years, again, a blessing, you see, is something that's able to take you above the nature of this world. So this is like the bird. We find the biracha now in four areas. We find it by humans. We find it by animals. We find it by time. And we find it by a unique situation of Shemitah. We see now the power of Berakha. Again, in no way am I suggesting that that's the only thing Berakha does. I don't know. I'm not well versed enough to say that. But clearly I see what a Berakha does. I see that it lifts above nature. All the examples that we just read are all examples that really wouldn't bother anybody. Because all these birachot are coming from the Creator Himself. Who is bothered here that the Creator can give a blessing and put something above nature? He created nature. He can choose to do whatever He wants. Nobody here will be upset when they hear that Hashem blessed something. No problem. What is somewhat problematic is that we find all over the Torah that berachot are being administered by humans, by people. We see examples here I wrote down for myself so I don't forget. I want to make sure I get as many as I can in so nobody thinks that this subject of Biracha is something that was recently made up. We see, actually, in Parashat Lech Lecha, we'll, we see that Malkit Zedek blessed Abraham. We see that Yitzhak blessed Yaakov. The blessings. Not giving from Hashem. From a person. We see Yaakov and Isav were competing for blessings. That means they understood. The value of a blessing. From their father. We see Yaakov blessed Ephraim and Menasheh. We see Yaakov blessing before his death. All his children. We see that the Torah commands the Kohanim to bless Am Yisrael. Who would have thought that we send people up and every day, and we tell them, "Bless the Jewish people," but they're humans. But we see that in the Torah, we see the berachot of Bilam in the Torah. We see Moshe Rabbeinu blessed Am Yisrael before he passed away. We see David HaMelech. He blessed Am Yisrael when he entered Jerusalem. Shlomo HaMelech delivers a long speech, a long beracha when they dedicated the first Beta HaMikdash. Ezra Nehemiah blessed Am Yisrael in the beginning of the second Beta HaMikdash. The Gemara is full of stories, of blessings that people got from their rabbi, from their teacher, sometimes even from strangers. It's all over. Berachot are part of the Torah. not something made up by humans who are looking, searching for something, and they just grabbed onto something that doesn't make sense or is not right. Let me read for you a midrash. Ready for this midrash? It's a midrash in root. Rabbi Yohanan Amar Le'olam means always Ali Adam atzmo A person should not prevent himself. Should not stop himself. I mean there's a reason to stop. But don't stop yourself. To do what? to go to a Talmid Chacham to get a berakha meaning sounds like there's a reason for a person to stop what's the reason? the most obvious reason is why any from him? I just prayed to Hashem I, I just sat 10 minutes in my Amidah I speak to Hashem directly the same way I prayed He was praying next to me so we prayed together so what, what do I, he goes to Hashem, I go to Hashem. What do I have to go to him for? Logic makes perfect sense. Says the Midrash, but a person should not convince himself and prevent himself from going to a Zaken to get a Bracha. Look what it says, it brings proof. Boaz, who was a great man in his own right, Ben Shemonim Shanahaya. He was an 80 year old man. And he didn't have children. Didn't have a child. 80 years old. Kevan Palela Alav Naomi. But when Naomi gave him a Beracha, she prayed for him. Nifkad. He had a baby. At the age of 80. Not normal. Not nature. Continues the Midrash. Root, But she was 40. She didn't have Zichut to have a child. People don't realize that. That she was married without children. But when that Sadiq blessed her. Referring to Boaz. He blessed her. Nifkidah. She was, she, she conceived. She ne'emar berucha at He gave her beracha. Says the Midrash, a person should never hold himself back from getting a beracha from an elder. Berucha at la Which means, two, by the way, you see two things at least from this Midrash. Number one, that a beracha could help In a helpless situation. Number one. Guy feels helpless. According to the nature. Not happening. A beracha can help. Plus. You see. That even great tzaddikim. Could use a biracha. Who's getting blessed here? Naomi is blessing. Boaz. Boaz is the one that blessed Ruth. Which means Boaz in himself was one of the great people in the history of the Jewish people. But even he, le'olam, that's what le'olam means. Le'olam means, and don't think that you are too special or too holy for a berakha. Because even Ruth and even Boaz needed the berakha in order to rise above nature. Another source Open up Shohan Aruch. Shoah Aruch writes, based on the Gemara in Baba Batra. Shoah Aruch says that if a person lo alen who is going through an etzara is going through a, a time of sorrow, Shoah Aruch says he should go to a hacham lehit barach, so he can get a barakah. It's halacha, Shoah Aruch. Unbelievable. We just learned in Masechet Sanhedrin that when they went to war, they would go ask the Sanhedrin. They would go to the body of rabbis, the Sanhedrin, the Supreme Court and Am Yisrael. Before they go to war, they ask them. So Rashi in Masechet Berachot explains why. He says, They should pray for them. They should bless them. It says the Meromeh the procedure was, they would first go, we learned, they would go first to ask the Urim Betumim. Right? They ask the, the Kohen Gadol's wearing the breastplate, in it is the Urim Betumim. And they ask, should we go to war?" Or not go to war. Which means they already got the answer of yes. So why do they still have to go to the Sanhedrin? He says, because even though you can go to war, but there could be damage in war. So you go to the Sanhedrin, so they get a bit from them. That you're going to war, then you should be successful. We shouldn't lose anybody. You see from here, in abundance of sources, that there is something called a biracha and not necessarily a biracha that Hashem gave. A biracha that humans are given, giving to each other. So now our job, once we saw now the sources, our job is to understand, so how does it work? Before I tell you how it works, Look at number five. Number five, we see an explicit midrash. This midrash is in Parashat Naso that talks about the mitzvah of Kohanim. So the Midrash says that Hashem told Moshe Rabenu, Go tell Aharon and his children that they should bless Bene Israel. Like it says, Kote <laughs> barechu." So Hashem says, in this Midrash, Hashem says, meaning, in the past, I was needed to bless my creations. Like we already saw some examples. As we saw, Hashem says, I blessed Adam and his wife as we'll read this week Parashat Noah Hashem blessed Noah and his children when they started the world again I blessed Abraham like it says in the Pasuk He says, go down to the bottom He says Mikan ve'ilah. Mikan ve'ilah means that was till now. Till berkat kohanim, Hashem gave berakhot. Maybe others also gave berakhot. But Hashem was giving berakhot until berkat kohanim. Mikan ve'ilah. From now on, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem says, Hare berakhot mesurot lachem. The berakhot, the power of that I have, I'm giving over to you. They are kohanim, you etchem, not limited only to kohanim, as we'll soon see, but kohanim were given the power of from Hashem to bless Am Yisrael. So that means, in our time today, Hashem says. I step out of this arena of berachot, but I gave it over to you to bless in my name. When you give over, what's mesurot lachem? means I have the power. So I'm handing you the power, which means that a person is able to bless today with the power of Hashem that He invested in us. So therefore, now we see, starting Berkat Kohanim, you're not going to see anymore, Vayibarech Elohim. You're not going to see anymore, Hashem, it's an amazing thing. We have to maybe think about or start to understand why that is. The bottom line is, Hashem says, you're not going to see me blessed anymore. I've done my blessings, I'm done, I'm giving you that ability. Imagine, that means the power of the biracha that Hashem has is here. But it's here with us. And we can administer that biracha or receive that biracha. but it needs to be done through someone, through another human being. This is when birachot went from Hashem, it went solely to humans, To use the power of the Berakha. Summary. We learned how Hashem blessed. We learned what the blessing did. We saw how many examples in the Torah of humans that blessed. And now we saw the end of the era of Hashem blessing. He says, I'm no longer going to bless. Now I gave it over to you to bless. Hashem says, no more. There was a period when Hashem blessed, people blessed. But now, Hashem says, I'm giving it to you. The only blessing is going to be in your hand. Now, tomorrow, Be'ezrat Hashem, we'll go into how it works exactly. Who can bless? How does the blessing work? That will continue tomorrow.